Okay, hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Ealing Independent College's Alumni Chat Series. Uh, great guest today. Um, I spent quite a lot of time with him because I taught him history and I always like getting students back on who I taught history to because it's great to sort of catch up with them and see if they've changed in any way, if their sort of viewpoint on life has changed or whatever. Um, and I'm sure that Harry's going to provide a lot of insightful stuff. Uh, Harry is our guest today. And uh, I'm just going to start by asking them a few questions, as in, when were you at the college, Harry? What did you study here? And uh, I guess probably most importantly, why did you end up coming to the college in the first place? So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for the intro. That's uh, very nice. Um, yeah, so I was here in 2015, 2016. Um, I studied maths, uh, English literature and history at A-level. I did uh, physics at AS as well. and uh my my journey to eic started because i'd i'd had a go at my as levels and it hadn't gone very well um but i still i felt that i could do a lot better but that i wasn't really at the in the correct environment that was letting me do that because i i was at um richmond college the year before and that was a massive massive uh state school and to be honest i think it gave me a bit too much freedom to you know Go, go along thinking, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. I'll be fine without actually, you know, having to do any of the work and then getting a, you know, a bit of a shock at uh, results day. And I decided I wanted a change of environments. I I almost made I like a presentation, like PowerPoint thing to my parents saying, hey, I'd like you to invest a bit more in my education because I think I can do well, but this is not the place for it. No, and, and by the sounds of it, your, your PowerPoint presentation went down really well. <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it prepared me for the job i have now so it's perfect no good stuff so yeah i i certainly remember you um i mean i, I i'm not kind of trying to like sort of i don't know not trying to sort of put you on a kind of pedestal here harry but you were i, I can certainly say me having taught you history you were one of the brightest students i think i taught just in terms of the the getting the subject and uh, being able to see through the face value stuff. Um, it's one of the sort of biggest problems I find in history that I've I'm that I've got to overcome from certain students, which is um getting them to just not trust what people say absolutely. And you're one of the best people I remember at just um I I yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find the right phrase for it without making a horrendous kind of gaff in terms <laughs> of swearing. But you were one of the best people at just calling the fact that people were just talking absolute nonsense. Yeah, um, thanks for that. I mean, that's that's just part of my personality, I think. But really, um, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it's one. I mean, it's one of the things that I I still do well with at the moment because, I mean, my natural response to things is to think like. Why are they saying that? What's wrong with this person? What's wrong with me that I don't think that? So um, I'd say, though, the class environment really helped massively in that respect, because when you have bigger class sizes like I was used to, um, you know, the teacher's droning on. Uh, he's got, you know, 30 students in there. He's going down the list with the whiteboard and there's not really much interactivity. But what was great about our class was there were, you know, like five to seven people really uh, engaged in it. And it allowed you to have a bit of talk around the subject as well. So not just you need to learn these five things, but if someone wants to ask, okay, why is this important? Where does this come into the broader picture? We've got the freedom to go in and say, actually, 
here's let's spend a few minutes on this and you know um a lot of it ended up in creating like a, a greater understanding of the subjects and you end up with a sort of wider repertoire of talking points and uh things that you can uh, you can write when it comes to exams and a lot of it was just you know banter and talking rubbish <laughs> to each other as well but that made it just even more interesting yeah no i i i thought that that is look, it's part of life and it's it's that's also part of the environment, the fact that you can feel safe to make these judgments. And yeah, you might get somebody challenge you and challenging you in that, but you can you can sort of stand, stand tall in those debates. I think it's really quite important. Um, but you did quite an, a sort of eclectic mix of subjects, as I recall. You did English, Lit, History, and then, then you did Maths as well. And that's mm -hmm. I, I, that's just, it's, it's, it's not like incredibly rare that somebody would take that, but it's it's quite rare. And that I actually owe to Ian because in one of my uh, <laughs> initial meetings with the college, uh, I wanted to, you know, I'd done maths and physics before and I thought, well, I didn't do very well on my first try. I think I'll just stay clear of that subject. But Ian saw that I had good um, GCSEs in those subjects and he uh, made the smart decision, which was say, hey, let's split your AS levels, do two of the uh, maths and physics and do two of the humanities, English and and history and that way i can discover you know now that i'm in a better working environment which those that resonate with me more and so yeah i, I kept the maths so i dropped the physics and i focused more on the humanity side of it but you know if it wasn't for that uh yeah i, I it, it really helped my decision making process and just like it, it was a great thing overall. no that's good and ian's like incredibly experienced at that advisory stage he's really good and he probably would have mentioned the word like polymath to you and said, oh, you're mm -hmm. clearly a polymath. And that's like, that's great because that gives you options. I mean, you could have, you could have went down in a sense, the sort of mathematical engineering way, but you could have also went towards law and that's like huge, gives you major, major options. So not all good in that. And, and you would have gained really good working relationships then with a lot of sort of experienced staff. I think but you had me for history the whole time, I think. And then you had Fleur mm -hmm. for English Lit, who was just incredibly insightful. Uh, I, I always remember she'd go, uh, I wouldn't quite say off on tangents, but she would um, She would have such like specified knowledge on certain bits and pieces that were really, really detailed. And then you had Jeff as well, who is still working here at a grand old age and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, still delivering as well the goods. So yeah, you must have sort of enjoyed having that... Um, that level of communication with, with those people. Yeah, it was great to see sort of uh, different sides of the college and different sides of the, the student population as well there, because it really put me in a good uh, place to, you know, know a lot of people. And to, one of my favorite things about it was just walking into the sort of um, the, the common room and just having a chat with whoever was there. And it made the whole experience so much better. Um, and the fact that you can yeah you can just walk into the common room have a chat with whoever's there um and you can get a sort of sense of respect as well uh, from people and your peers and your friends when you're doing well that made it easy for uh people to come to me if they needed help with something and vice versa right so that that community was one of the best things about eict yeah yeah it's, it's very nurturing and at the same point i think just quite stimulating too because you had quite a lot of different people different stages of life different stages of kind of maturity in a way as well because I, I, I think mm -hmm. we we talked 
um, a little bit before the podcast about listening to other podcasts in the series. And uh, Tom was one of the people who was at college when when you were there, like incredibly mature and sort of years ahead and thinking about certain things. And then you had certain other students who might have been at the same stage, but just completely different interests and, and certainly nowhere near the kind of nuanced religious kind of ph philosophical ideas that he had but that kind of gave you a big wide expanse of of conversations i would think what one minute you're talking about buddhist kind of teachings on i don't know whether you should eat meat and then the next you're talking about i don't know some kind of horrendous film you've just seen the night before yeah no exactly it was it was perfect for me because i love having those discussions with people um to try and get at the core of like what motivates them but at the same time you know in my previous uh, schools and previous years when I was a bit younger I was one of those people that thought you know oh I'm one of the smart kids I don't want to hang out with other people and I was you know not probably not one of the I was not very popular um, and I think for a good reason and talking to different people from different walks of life different experience levels and ages really helped to broaden my understanding of people and to think oh I can actually get on with these people and uh, I don't have to put myself in a little box and only fraternize with who I think is like me mm, yeah yeah no that's 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 good um I um also sort of remember that I think it was that that year um it was kind of all getting caught up in a sort of football frenzy as well at the end I remember you being one of these uh one of these pitch invaders when the when the league title was won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And I still hang out with some of those guys that uh, were on the team when when I was there as a supporter. Yeah, that's that was I. A lot of people sort of raise that, but I, I I always liken it to one of the times when the college community really did come together and I kind of all like you say all walks of life just just getting getting on as they did is really quite good. And um, so. Any memorable moments that you can remember from your time at college, or did it all kind of just roll into one big happy experience? Uh, there were definitely some memorable moments. I'm not sure if there are any are willing to be willing to share on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one, I'd just say my favourite memory is is probably just uh, in the second year of A levels history class, and there must have been like three or four of us left at that point. And some of the chats we had in there were just amazing. And the reason we were able to do that is because we got through the content in great time. I'm, I'm, I remember coming out of your class with pages and pages of notes at some points when we really had to get through things. But that allowed us to have time later on to chat and be at ease. And I remember one great feeling I had was, you know, when exams were starting to come up, we'd gone, we'd gone through the content once, twice, We'd gone through everything to see what we need to revise. We got through that, and then we start doing the tests and the uh, the the essays like week on week, right? So having that uh, having that like focus and getting things done quickly left us with so much time for practice that I really couldn't cheat myself in the ways that I love to, which is, oh yeah, I don't need to do that. It's probably fine. <laughs> oh, it, it, I could I could do that question in an exam, you know, with the pressure. But, you know, having to do that uh, on repeats, you know, really, really helps because you get the feedback initially and then you have time to incorporate that into your essays the next time. And then new issues crop up and you really start to get uh, competent with it to the point where, you know, it might have scared the hell out of me at some points when we walk into class and say, OK, we've got an hour and a half. We're going to do some writing. 
the whole time I'd be like oh no but by the end of it before the exams I remember coming in and being like okay easy easy no worries I've got this I've got this down Yeah, and, and you did. You did incredibly well, I remember. Um, across your A-levels, really, you did great stuff and, and then went on to a wonderful university course. So this, this, I guess, is where I ask you to catch us up with your life since you left the college. So where did you go? How did you get on? Did you enjoy it? And has it led you to a really fulfilling job now? So, yeah, when I finished my A-levels, um, I decided to study politics, philosophy, and economics. Um, I got into Exeter University, which was a really, really amazing experience. Um, and, to be, and to be honest, the first year there, I was a bit bored, to be honest, because um, I remember working so much harder for my A-levels that first year didn't came as a shock to me and how how simple it was and the essay writing techniques I developed over the course of uh, my second year at Ealing made made the made the thing a breeze obviously you know that that confidence caught up to me in second and third year but, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to do a bit more work there all but... these social engagements that you suddenly have to oh, I better oh, actually yeah. do something now yeah yeah exactly exactly and so yeah after that I uh, took a year off to travel, which didn't end up happening because of a little thing called mm, coronavirus. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the following year, I went back to Exeter to do a master's, a conversion in psychology. Um, and as you can see, um, you know, what with Ian deciding my AS levels for me and picking a mix of three subjects for my undergrad, I'm not a great decision maker. So <laughs> then a conversion I thought was the perfect thing to to round off that. And then, even more so to not use any of those in my current job. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I, I would always argue that, that just history, essay writing, communication, you're always going to use that. Mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. No? That's All true. good. That's true. And, and so, so what do you do now then? What's your, what's your, what's your day-to-day existence? Yeah, so... I'm, I'm technically at work right now, but I think I've done a lot today, so I'll be all right. But <laughs> uh, uh, So I'm business development representative for a software company. Um, what the company does is it, it makes like a tool for businesses to integrate, analyze, and like uh, activate through marketing uh, all the data sources they have. So if you think about like, I, I won't go in this, it's too much, it's quite boring. But if you think about a, a retailer with a website, an app, um, physical stores, they get a lot of data. It's really hard to put it together and put it to good use. And so we're in the business of uh, helping them do that. Hey, and if anyone, uh, if that sounds good to anyone, just hit me up because <laughs> I've got quotas to hit. Yeah, well, Harry's a man. <laughs> You'll never get anyone better in the business. Simple yeah. as that. I, I always remember there was one um, little tiny gem nugget of uh, conversation we had in a lesson once. Um, and uh, you, you had a very simple ambition once. I, I, I always remember this, you saying this. You said, um, I... I just want to get a job, you said, where uh, I, I I would give me the capability of being able to buy a new pair of socks every day because that new sock feeling <laughs> is just the greatest feeling that you can have. So if it does that, oh. then it's, it's done its job. Well, you know what? I'm buying socks fairly regularly, and so I... <laughs> I'm supporting that lifestyle quite well at the moment. There you go. See, that that was that is it's quite <laughs> quite a lifestyle to aspire to. I, I, yeah. I if if I um my 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 wife's really into kind of sustainability and stuff. So if I took that path, I'd be in major trouble, or I'd have to have some kind of 
horrendously secretive sock drawer, which uh, would perhaps be kind of, I don't know, misunderstood for I'm having an affair with Uh the amount of Mm -hmm. socks or the woman who works in the sock shop or something like that. I I really don't know, but there you go. Um, Cool. So um, what characteristics do you feel like the college really really sort of brought out in you. Um, you you talk about sort of a, a, a Harry before he came to the college and a Harry after. Um, can you really give us a bit of a flavour about what, what difference came from that? Yeah, sure. Um, I'd say the number one thing would be confidence because when you're in contact with your teachers, as much as you are at EIC, uh, you really both end up with like really secure knowledge of how good you actually are at the subject you can't get away with anything so seeing um you know spending time with them in lessons and you know seeing results get better and better really uh, gave me the sense that hey i can do this and more than that uh, being able to do one specific thing it's having that sort of meta ability where you can you learn like how to learn and yeah having those good relationships with teachers with the other students just made me feel a lot better about myself. And yeah, and it, it came with a change in my personality because you're not really externalizing the same sort of uh, insecure feelings, right? As I said uh, uh, before, I used to, you know, try and put myself up as better than people, smarter than people. But that comes from a place of insecurity rather than confidence, which makes you realize, hey, other people have uh, they know some things that I might not know, and everyone has value, like by themselves, right? Yeah, that's good, and I, I, that's quite perceptive, really, about the where we are. And I, I think you being able to, in a sense, like spread yourself across all those subjects that you talked about, that that gave you those two spheres that then put that together. Um, is there anything else then? Because I, I sort of, I, I do, as I say, remember you as a very bright, very intelligent student, and. To a certain extent, you were one of these students who just needed something to be unlocked. Like you were talking about the confidence. I I, I sort of felt that. Um, I, I guess a bit like a sort of, I don't know, like a like a long distance runner who just needs to be able to learn how to pace themselves or or, or where do I do the sprint finish, that kind of stuff. You just needed a, li- a tiny bit of guidance and then you, your flair just sort of came out and how you roll. And it, it was, it's quite good because you, you can't really – you can't really buy that flair. And it's very good to teach a student like that. Um, me and um, Sophie, who currently teach history, we often joke about this, how we've got, um, I think we've got two students currently in year 13 uh, who actually write engaging essays. And then the rest of them are just writing history by numbers and how laborious it is to read and mark it. It's just, oh, my God. But, um, yeah, I I I I always considered you as someone who like had your flair kind of unlocked, and I don't think that just happened in lessons either. I I found that was kind of just around school. You'd you'd found your sort of you'd found your environment, you'd found your nest, so to speak, to be quite happy, and it was it was good to see. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's really great to hear. Um, I I agree completely. I mean, for me, it was uh a lot of my a lot of my struggles beforehand were, uh, I think, due to the wrong environment. And I mean, the reason I even starts, started caring about my education in the first place um, that made me want to join EIC was having a lot of friends from a different school who were successful, going on to good unis, motivated. And I just started to feel like I was being left behind. 
And once I got into the correct environment at Ealing, um, it just really helped me think, okay, maybe I won't just be left behind. Maybe I can be, you know, leading the pack in, in some way. And, you know, well, there's definitely some people got better grades than me, like Tom, that guy. But... Well, yeah. <laughs> he, he had some kind of Buddhist charm looking out for him. He was probably fine. So. Uh, he's mainlining info straight from the universe. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he had some means. That's certainly it. And um, mm -hmm. do you have any last bits of advice for um, students who, who are maybe just about to embark on, I guess, life beyond the college? Because the college can be many things. It can be a, a lovely environment and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's incredibly nurturing. And and maybe going from the college straight to university, that level of nurture and that level of sort of care. It, even though it's kind of sad to say it does drop and you're mm -hmm. kind of on your own a little bit. So any words of advice for, for any students there? Yeah, I think the, the biggest advice I can give is just to try and stay engaged and try and uh, put yourself in the correct environments and set up the correct habits, even if they don't feel like they're paying off. And even if you don't get any sort of instant gratification from it, there are some things we know that will help when it comes to getting grades or when it comes to uh, being a better person. Obviously, you know, physically we talk about exercise, we talk about meditation, we t uh, which you don't have to do, but you know, you can if you want. Um, but th there, there are sort of habits that you can build which just help you uh, into the right environment where you really can start to flourish. And it doesn't have, they don't have to show results instantly, but if you're doing the right things, uh, you know, you, you, I mean, it can only go better, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, and I guess that that in itself is all linked to confidence. The the feeling that you're you're on the right path, you found that right path, and then you just go for it. And that's yeah, that's all good, really. Yeah. So for me, one of the big ones was just getting into the common room and talking to people, being at the lessons, and being focused and present. Uh, and for me, it it just uh it just helped me so much um to to just be the more you so there's there's a stoic uh saying that's uh you are the result of the five people you spend the most time with so these things happen gradually and it's okay if everything doesn't go okay at the start as long as you're making some of the right decisions more of the right decisions you know today than you might have made yesterday no that's good that's that's really sage advice and um look thank you very much harry for coming on um it's uh it's always good to catch up with students but um it's been extra special to catch up with you so Excellent. Thank you very much again. Yeah, cheers, man. It's been fun. I hope to run into you sometime. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're always welcome back at the college. Um, just bring some new socks. That's, that's, okay. the, only, that's the only rule. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheers, Harry. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.